Previously on Subtle Frequencies. Oh, hi. Hi. It's so nice for me, Ted Ballard, to be here on Subtle Frequencies today, February 5th, 2022. It's just, it's a dream come true. Hey, guys. It's, it's me, Tanner. So I got this genie, but I don't know, like, how to make it happy. I know that I have to give it wishes to make it go away, but, like... What if I wish for it to be free and then, like, we become friends for life, like in Aladdin 3, Jafar's Your Dad? And if we don't sing the song that the Joes like by the best band all know in the world called Hinder, then it'll wake up and it'll put us all to sleep asleep and kill us in our dreams. Hello and welcome to Subtle Frequencies. Everybody, I'm excited this week. You know we love music here. Whether it's the music that somehow I cannot get to stop interrupting our show every week, or the great music that shows up in the ads. I'm just a fan of it. Something of a music stir myself, and it occurred to me that we've never really taken the time to really dig into the magical characteristics of it. And, you know, the the long lineage of bartery, bard, bardistry, and, you know, all the fascinating work that goes into that and the fascinating history of it. And so I just want to take this opportunity to talk about music, magic music, bards, whatever. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's get into it. Joining me this week, Kingston Pennyfetcher, he, him, certified bard of the seventh grade Order of Majestical Bards, accreditation in the THE Royal Academy of Divine Sounds Supermasters in Barding. I don't want to deprive anyone of your talent any longer, Kingston, so let's just get to talking. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you for having me on your program. I'm delighted to be here to be a sort of ambassador to the rich and illustrious world of barding. And essentially, you've said it quite plainly and accurately, I compose, perform, and divine uh, any number of musical treats and gems for all sorts of occasions across this great land. Storytelling, narrative, mythology, music, entertainment. Really, the purview of a bard is rich and broad. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about some of the great compositions you've made over the years? Well, like some cool, very cool stuff for, like, dukes, for example. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so often uh, one will commission a bard to herald the birth of a, uh, a future king or royal person. And, for example, the future duke Reginald was to be born... Uh, and many years later, of course, as we all know, he would so proudly lead in the tricky wars of 2042, which were just a, a challenging time for all. And I, of course, composed uh, a piece to herald his birth into this world entitled Future Duke Reggie, Welcome, What Up? Wow, that was really good. I kind of felt something there. Yeah, thank you. Well, how did you get into barding? Well, my father was a bard. And of course... He said, Kingston, you should probably think about being a bard. And I was sort of toying with that in dentistry 
which seems a good stable career. But I've always had a song in my heart, an affinity for the stage, entertaining, storytelling. So it just seemed a natural fit to lend my predisposition for high-flying, verbose antics to the stage and song. So it really, I just kind of didn't want to be a dentist. Sure, yeah. It seems gross. Like, yeah. you have to touch people's teeth and they, you get their spit on you. Does that ever happen in barding? Yeah, sometimes I'll touch people's spit. Oh, yes, gross. Get it on me. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's part of the experience of live performance. It can be a very visceral and engaging uh, so any number of fluids may be transmitted betwixt performer and audience. Gross. Yes. I'm related to that because I want to not think about it anymore. Could you talk a little bit about barding in terms of magic? Like, I feel like, you know, your work definitely has a magical grip on me and a magical impact. But I honestly can't tell if that's just because of your, you know, your way with words or are you actually using spells? Right. Well, that's a great and common question. And there are, as many uh, may know, 108 orders of bards, of which I'm a member of one, the Order of Majestical Bards. And each sort of dabbles and deals with a different flavor of enchantment, shall we say. Mm -hmm. um, and Majestical Bards, you could sort of think of it as a quiet emotional manipulation of the listener. So an enchantment sort of meant to evoke and you could say control or manipulate the listener into feeling whatever you would like them to feel. Oh. I mean, that sounds bad when I say it that way, sure. but it's, yeah, but it's a great uh, and beautiful. And of course, the order of majestical bards, uh, a virtuous order, would only be using these, you know, not, it's not for bad stuff and things like that. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask if you use your powers for evil, but. No, 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 okay. no, no. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Do other, are there evil bards? I've never really thought about like a guy with, you know, uh, a lute or a ukulele, like doing dark magics to me. Well, the Pied Piper is a famous Ooh. example, famously leading all of those rats into that factory where they were forced to labor. Is that what happened? Well, history is unclear. Unfortunately, there are no surviving documents about the nature of the Pied Piper, only mythology and folklore. Huh. Is that where, like, because nowadays, you know, we think of scabs and there's Scabby the Rat, you know, a representative of union-busting scab workers. Does that come from the, the rats that the Pied Piper led into a factory to bust the union that they were developing? You mean, did Scabby the Rat, was he one of the rats led into the factory? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Cool. Wow, it all comes full circle. I had no idea. I just thought... It's incredibly astute of you, yes. Yeah, making connections today. I feel like I'm already learning stuff. And that's what we kind of aim to do here. I just... I'm so excited to have barding to talk about today that i want to get right into calls um start talking to people start spreading some of this knowledge out into town answering some questions uh maybe giving some advice stuff like that uh what do you think Are you ready for some of that i'm willing and excited to share what knowledge i can offer to your humble listeners on your program well we appreciate it and we're going to get to those callers right after these words from our sponsors
<laughs> this is Gruna of Gruna's Beats. And yes, I may be a witch, but I also love beads. That means normal beads and in no way magical beads. Requests for magical beads will never be humored. <laughs> so come on down and buy more beads. And we're back. Uh, wow, just the ads are becoming more and more frightening to me personally, but can't be helped. Uh, gotta pay the bills. Whatever. I thought it was nice. Well, okay. Right down the middle, split 50-50 opinion. Let's get to some calls, though. Got uh, phones just ringing, people excited to talk about music, so let's do the first one right now. First caller, you're on. Hey, I'm Tommy Nickel, Joinker EM, and I'm just... I, I'm here because I'm just a real big fan of, of bars, I, and I got to make a lot of money. I got to want to make a lot of money. Got to get a lot of kids I got to feed, and I'm thinking I got the, I need those hot tips. How do I get it? All the money. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Money. I hear. We get this question a lot. You're looking, of course, to eventually sequester yourself on a private island, but how do you allocate the necessary funds to materialize this? How do you get rich? How do you get these wealthy patrons? Uh, have you attended any university-level training in barding whatsoever? I got a GD. That's good. Okay, that is good. Well, I would advise, do you hum? Do you know how to hum? I, uh, I don't want to say. Okay, well, what? okay. I'm just a little self-conscious. I got, I got to start. I got to keep a secret because you know I don't want to give away the the special flavor sauce that is my music. Right, right, right. And I understand that the self-consciousness can be uh, challenging as one tries to break into the industry and uh, sort of start netting those very, very large paychecks. I still will recommend you begin a humming practice. It's a great and sort of low stakes way to begin to familiarize yourself with melody and verse. You can hum before you go to bed. You can hum in the shower. No one will really hear you. It will feel nice. Maybe you can slowly start humming in public a little bit from time to time. Are you riding on public transit? Are you in a crowded market stall? All the time. Mm-hmm. You may find yourself humming and perhaps, oh, does someone hear that? And, oh, maybe they, they find this sound and this melody delicious and sumptuous. Next thing you know, they give me money. you're rolling it. Yes, exactly. You are receiving the money. All right. <laughs> uh, I thought people didn't like that. I could be wrong. Humming in public? Yeah. Well, nothing's for everyone. You're not going to please everyone. Okay, sure. Yeah. But somebody's going to, like, think it's fire. Does that happen every time, would you say? You mean have your humming mistaken as a an outburst of flame? No, like more metaphorical fire, like Oh, I see. Yeah, figuratively speaking, like You mean like is, hot fire. Right, I'm like is the is the power of your humming so demonstrably wondrous that it causes a sensation in a in a situation when you would rather keep a low profile? Yeah. I think this is a lesser risk for someone such as Tommy, in training, 
Uh, for me, a person of my status and my uh, level of recognition, I will even sometimes change my voice if I'm making a transaction or ordering a, a drink in a bar of some kind, for example, so as not to create a commotion. Hmm. Interesting. But for upstarts, you can hum all you want. It's good. You just need the practice. You just need to start getting out there. I'm sure. humming all the time. I, you can stop me from humming. I'll, I gotta go to work. I'm gonna be humming. I gotta get. I, I gotta buy my sacks that I'm gonna put all my gold coins in. I'm gonna be humming. And then uh, I'm gonna. The king's gonna hear it. I've never even met a king, but I'm gonna have all the money, cause you know I want it. And uh, I just got a lot of kids. I got. A lot of kids. How many kids? How many? I got, yes. I got, I, sometimes you got to write it down and I forget to write it down. But, you know, I got, I met most, I know about them. And when I'm all the rich, then I'll find out. I'll find out exactly how many I got. Because, you know, they're yes, going to yes. want all the money from me. Sure. sure. And don't be afraid to enlist some of those children <sighs> into your efforts to become rich. Oh my God. Family bands and what we call blood harmony, which is the sort of sensation of harmony between genetically linked beings is, well, it's a racket. This is... Huh. I finally figured out what's good about having all these kids. I'm a, yes. They're all going to be humming. They're going to sing. I'm going to make them stand next to each other. Short ones first and the tall mm -hmm. ones next yes. to them. Oh, and they're all yeah. going to be singing. And then we're all... I'll make all the money, but they're going to be... Oh. Oh, this is so much better. I don't even have to hum anymore. <laughs> this is great. I got to go find more, all my kids. All right, I got to go. All right, uh, bye, guys. Bye. Oh, okay. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for calling. I feel a little badly about perhaps instructing this person to abuse child. I wasn't trying to frame it that way, but I guess it came out. Let's, okay. Yeah, not... Not great. I understand where you're coming from, though. People do love family bands. And it's an interesting, like, view on child labor that, like, in society, you're allowed to make kids work when it's when it's to dance for us, like like dancing monkeys. Whether it be actors or, or dancers or singers. But usually you're not allowed to make them work. And I don't quite understand how that works. Right. Like, if a child is singing a pleasant and joyous song, we think, well, this is beautiful, and look at the light in their eyes. But once we start making them sing a funeral dirge, and we see the tears flowing, it becomes child labor. Yeah. Or, like, once you make them sing a song, but it's at a factory where they're also making shoes. Like, that's pretty bad. It's really not great. Not sure how we keep letting them get away with it. This fucking singing caveat, this loophole well, is terrible. We gotta move on, I guess. We can't dwell we on... We could keep dwelling, but okay. No, I think it's gonna get sad. I'm already kind of sad. I'm sorry I brought a lot of this up. Let's uh, go to another call. Another caller? Another caller, you're wrong. Hey there, gang. This is Winston Burns. Hey, him. How's it going? I'm doing oh. real swell there, daddy-o. How are you doing? Oh, God. I'm great. So I was calling because I hear you guys are talking about bards, and I just wanted to tell you the story of how I fell in love with music myself. Okay. Well, it was the summer of 92, and Boney James was on his tour for the, his incipient album called Trust. Mmm, yes, that album, a classic. Mm. A lot of good tracks on there, like... What are some of your um, favorites? 
precious turtle. Well, personal touch is one of my favorites. Oh, you know, touch. Lenny Castro on the percussion, Carlos Vegas on the drums, two different things. Okay. Cool. I just remember looking up there and saying, Papa, how do I do that? And he said, shut up, I'm trying to hear the music. That's terrible. So I guess my question is, have you guys heard of Bunny James? Is that why you wanted to call in? I will say that Bony James does rule. It's a great question. I'm delighted to hear your sort of foray into understanding and appreciating music. Bony James, it's a great artist. He's the influence on my music as well, you know, like, I'm just out there scatting and ratting, as it were. And I'm sure you've heard of me on the circuit, you know, I, I do the off-the-map shows that play every summer long in the Jeremy Longtree Amphitheater. Yes, and we do, of course, have a, an ongoing list of anyone that is scatting, which is strictly prohibited within the subset of barding. So, yes, we're well aware of your actions. Yeah, well, Papa always said rules are not only there to be broken, they're there to be burned down, Daddy-o. He often called me that. Rules are actually there to be followed, though. Sort of the purpose of them, intrinsically. Well, I think that music doesn't follow rules. Okay, sure, yeah. What do you hate so much about scatting, Kingston? It's just, I mean, we can all sort of... Put together an infantile boodle dee da da bo. I'm scatting right now. That's pretty good. Mm. Yes. Well, okay, bop. Yeah, see, you are doing it right now, Pen, with, with little to no training, I presume. Oh, yeah, that one's out of sight. I listened to um, the song The Scat Man by Scatman John a lot when I was a kid, so. Does that count as training? It's a little plebeian, but it'll do. Okay, whatever. But that one is pretty good, though. I thought it was pretty good. It's kind of fun. So, I was actually wondering if you wanted to do a little bit of music with me down at the... I have a long-standing gig every Wednesday over at Jet Black Coffee. I'm their resident scat man. Are you asking me? Yeah. Okay, is it good pay? Do we get free sandwich, coffee, anything like that? Pine cones? Well, I do it gratis, but... You know, I'm sure if you asked them that, you know, you put out a little fedora on the ground and the bones, they just fall in. Wait, like bones that are their money? Yeah. Okay. Skeletal currency. Gotcha. I typically like to arrive disguised, you know, so that the glow of my fame doesn't influence the audience. You know, they if they come in there expecting that kind of show, their experience is only going to be built off that expectation, you know. Right, so you'll wear a different sort of various different colored robes or a mask. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a mask or like a big beard Mm. and a big big floppy hat. Nice, nice. And usually the crowd gets into such a rage that I'm asked to leave early. Okay. Fair. And yet they invite you back. Do they invite you back? Yeah, they invite me back, yeah. Every week on Wednesday. I'm not sold on this. But I am interested in the collabo, for the record. Well, they have a lot of other, like, a lot of other musicians open for me, you know? Just people doing, like... Is this an open mic? It's not, I mean... How many people would you say that open for you play Wagon Wheel? I would, I would say that the mic is open as in, like, as a metaphor to, like, its mind is open. That all genres are welcome. I just need a tally of the wagon wheels. It's four. Okay. There's a maximum. 
Sure. You're only allowed to have four. Yeah. Gotta get some variety. And if you try to do the Bob Dylan version, then you get kicked out. Incidentally, on Boney James' first album, he does a, a really great instrumental version of a Bob Dylan song. Cool. I'll probably never another listen. Another place, another time. Mm. No thanks. Nothing like David Torkinowski's piano solo on that one. Sure. So wait, are y'all gonna collabo? You think? Or well, I don't know. We're really still in dialogue at this point. Okay. Do you play an instrument? Yeah, I play the double sax. Okay, yeah, that's sick. It's a tenor sax taped yeah, to a regular yes. sax. Oh. Hell yeah. Yes, we are going to collab. And sometimes I blow into both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of spit. Gross. But like you said, a lot of bards trading a lot of spit out there. Man. It is an unfortunate part of our craft, yes. So glad I gave up on that life. Were you a bard? I, you know, I did a little barding. Did you know any enchantments? Um, just the kind that, like, make you sort of mm. critically chill. Almost too chill. So, so just sort of self-enchantments, yeah. yeah. So you would say it was like turning on the AC? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Except more like the ACDC. Because it rocked. And famously, bards. The members of that band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't be named Angus without being a bard. No, no, no. That was not even his given name. Yeah, like the actor Angus McFadden. Yeah, that's also He's not his real name. famously a bard. Black Angus. Is that's, that's a stake, I believe. Yeah. The most musical of stakes. And most enchanted of stakes. Yeah, delicious. Well, I gotta go. I've got a gig coming up in a, the parking lot of a Swords R Us. Hell Yeah. All right, well, have fun. Thank you for calling. Okay. All right, bye. Kingston, do bards mm. have to, like, really work on their cardio a lot? Because as, um, God, whatever, as that last caller was talking, I got thinking about, you know, like, the Beatles, they're kind of like bards, and they would always get chased around. And, like, I got to imagine once you get to a certain level of fame, People are just chasing you anytime, pretty much anytime you step foot outside. Is that right? Right. It is important once you reach a certain threshold to have just great running shoes or to have people that are willing and able to carry you quickly and effectively okay. to shuttle you from destination to destination. And I will say the Beatles also known bards. Not all entertainers and singers are bards. And there is what you could think of as a Venn diagram between entertainers and bards, of which the Beatles and a few other elite members of our musical society are in the middle. Huh. But I myself, I don't run much, no. Okay. It sucks. I hate it. Yeah, it's very tiring. Yeah, it hurts your legs and your chest. Terrible stuff. But good to know. Anyways, uh, let's keep this knowledge train going um, and get another caller in here. One right now. Uh, caller, you're on. Okay, okay, okay. So has uh, has Tanner called in yet? What? Has Tanner called in yet to the show? Has Tanner called in yet? No. Oh, Why God. would okay. Tanner... <sighs> okay, 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 okay. So, that's such a relief. Oh, my God. I have something you have to listen really carefully. What I'm about to tell you is very, very important. Listen to oh, every... Oh, no! Get out the road! Oh, God. Is everything okay? Caller? Oh my god! Someone just zapped into the road! And then they were just standing there in the middle of the road and someone else and their 
their Ford Fiesta came and killed them real flat. Oh, jeepers. Oh, they came out of nowhere. Huh. I mean, the driver was driving all kinds of normal, going the speed limit. They were just driving normal. They were looking at the road. They weren't looking at their phone. They just hit him smack and they pancaked him. Were you the driver? I don't know oh who you- Oh my god, who could it have been? Did you just kill someone? And their peaches in the back of their Ford Fiesta are all over the road. You should stop incriminating yourself on the radio. I was walking by on my two feet. With my shoes on and my hands in my pockets. When I saw the scene, the car just kept going. I didn't care at all. That's terrible. Can can you try to provide- Did they say anything about who was driving the car when they were on the phone? No, Kingston, did you hear any anything like that? I didn't hear anything about that. Okay. Oh, is that Kingston Penny Fetcher? Oh, hi, yeah, it's me. Do you have I'm a- I'm a big fan. Thank you, thank you. Anyway, I gotta call the road cleanup crew and get all these peaches and this pancake body out of there. You should at least call an ambulance and see what they could do. I think I better just call the diner so they can flip this flapjack. Oh my god. Okay. I think it's done on this side. God, okay, geez. well, and also let me know if you need a song written about this or a poem. Could I get an autograph? Um, well, if you commission me, we can talk about that. I thought maybe for free. Well, okay, yeah, thank you, Caller. Like, if I were okay. a person that would saw you we, on the street, caller. I'd get it for free. Okay. Yeah, we should probably go. Um, yeah. thank you for, not even, not even thank you for calling, I guess thank you for updating us on the situation. Uh, Alright, salutations, I'll get back in my car. Wait, what? Kingston, I don't know if I'm tripping or what, but I kind of get the sense that that person was driving the car. Was the murderer, yes. Yeah, it, it did seemed it. that way. I don't know if, like, I can't prove it. No, but I think that we can just sort of trust ourselves and take vigilante action as needed. Okay, yeah. I'm willing to write the song that incriminates him. If you just have any... I don't know how much you could pay for that song, but we can talk about that later. Hmm, yeah, we'll think about it, we'll okay. figure it out. Sure. Make some contracts, etc. Mm -hmm. Uh in the meantime, let's uh let's get a call where someone doesn't die in the middle. I oh, hope. Love that. Yeah, alright. Right now, caller, you're on. Oh hello there, Pan. This is Ted Ballard, uh he him. Oh Ted, welcome back. What's hello. going on? Oh, I just I you know, as you know, I'm a I'm a writer and uh Director and performer of musical theater, and uh, you know, I I set all of my my plays that I've written here in town and make it you know I set them in moments of pivotal history in town's past. Mm -hmm. Like the um, I don't know if you caught my last musical. Which one? Was I that? didn't. It's when they uh, they dug the hole for the rec center pool. You wrote a whole musical about that. It was Five a pivotal act. time. Yeah, it was a different time. Sure. It was seven years ago. Huge. Seven years ago, we remember. I guess. I mean, if they're going to swim in it, they better know the story. Literally swimming in memories and stories. Whoa. I like, I like what this, this cat's getting at here. And yes, water. Thank you. I, and I you. But I, I was just wondering, you know, my music that I write has a degree of magical portent to it. 
mm-hmm. and that uh, very often my my music can predict the future. Wow. Yeah. For example, uh, in 2001, I wrote a little little musical called Joe Biden President, in which Joe Biden becomes president, but also Zack Snyder creates probably the most anticipated and important superhero films of all time. How did you even know about Zack Snyder in 2001? I It was just a name that I made up for it. Yeah. See, the, the problem here, Pan, is that I, I don't know when the prophecy is acting through me or if it's just my desires muddying the waters of uh, prognostication. Hmm. So sometimes I want Mitch McConnell to be killed in a, a sword attack. Yes, I see. You're sort of conflating and confusing your ego's desires with what is actually prescient, clairvoyant activity. Exactly. Mm. And sometimes when I try to go the opposite direction, I make something happen that is a complete 180 to something that I would want to happen because I'm like, oh, maybe that that's the key to seeing the future through my music. And then it turns out to be just a true thing. Huh. And then I, I, it's very bad because it's something I didn't want to happen. Sure. When okay. I made the Taco Castle slop sopapillas come off the menu in one of my musicals. And then they did in real life. Well, one of the greater tragedies that we have known in the last decade. Sorry, but did you have a question, Ted? Or That's a great question. How do I key into my prophetic powers through music? Ah, I see. Well, there's a field within the barding world of uh, dream song. And Mm. often, yes, it's a, a rather specialized field that I don't know that I could give you a, a quick fix because it is a, a rather steep climb, but there are many traits and avenues that we can use to access some of our dreams and some of our unfulfilled wishes. For example, Caller, do you have an enchanted pillow or just a regular pillow? What kind of pillows are you using? My, my pillows are stuffed with corn husks. Okay, we'll see. That's first. Uh, I, I think call if, them corn pillows. Mm-hmm, those are, and they're wonderful pillows. But if you have an enchanted pillow at the lake fires of La Thiasa, uh, that's going to do a great number for... It's going to improve your sleep. Your sleep quality is just going to go right on up. And a lot of your dreams are going to immediately come true. And of course, with this is the danger. Some of your more terrible and nightmarish dreams will also come to light. And there's really, unfortunately, no way to delineate which dreams will become manifest. But getting yourself one of these pillows, it's going to be uh-huh. a, it's a fast track to getting whatever you sort of dream about. Sounds dangerous. Well, it is. Okay. The, the nature of my prophetic powers are demonic. Yes. And because of my connection to the demonic, my dreams are pretty riddled with things that some people would consider difficult to wake up from right so you may not want to sort of be fulfilling all of your wishes and maybe you're really just trying to fulfill certain ones Uh Uh so maybe it's a blessing that not all of your prophecy comes true oh yeah i would absolutely say it was especially the ones that received uh negative reviews from critics for being about nothing at all yeah you usually want stuff to be about something yeah people like a plot yeah so if you get any better at making your dreams come true, are you going to recreate the world in a way where people actually enjoyed Zack Snyder's The Justice League? 
that is the one part of that that didn't come true in that even though they made the original film and it was bad and then they were given years and a lot more money to remake it and all they did was just tack on more pardon my french uh hog mm. on top of it uh-huh in my retelling of it it actually wins several academy awards oh sick and of course it was a very different film in my mind half the play when an entire act of the play is just a retelling of the events it sounds like a bad play that you made I'm glad I didn't see it. I don't come on here and talk shit about your little fucking radio program, okay? Okay, wow. I put a lot of time and a lot of heart and a lot of effort and a lot of sweat into my shows, alright? Mm. I didn't come on here to be slanderized by some fucking radio bookhead. Wow, okay, this is getting out of control. The spirit of this call has really shifted. Yeah, tell me I about did not, it. Let it be known I did not cast the first stone and let it be known that I will be making a play out of it. Caller, maybe Thank you should you. have prophesied a better attitude. Ooh, good point. You ever think I'll about admit that? that that was a, a decent burn, but I'm I'm going to get out of here before Thank th- you. things get worse. A good, good. And a good day to you, too. I'll All never right, forget bye. you. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, that really kind of got out of hand. Honestly. He seemed mad. Yeah, I was giving him a hard time. I was sort of like, Really? To be honest, I don't know what he was talking about or who Zack Snyder is. Oh, he's a guy who make he makes bad movies. Oh. Yeah. Sad, really. Whatever. Bad vibes, honestly. Let's, I don't know, let's just move on. I don't want to think about, think about Zack Snyder or anything anymore. Another caller. Another caller you're on. Hello, this is uh, Genesis Fig. My pronouns are she they and i just wanted to call in because i think of myself as a bard Mm -hmm. and i've provided music for this show in a in a roundabout way through the advertisements that are used and i've Mm. never actually called in before and i thought this would be a great opportunity to do that right yeah hi genesis good to hear from you do you two know each other we do through the Bardic mm. Networks. I believe I remember uh, reading your name and something of your performance at a Battle of the Bards in the past, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. I haven't really been back to the Battle of the Bards, mostly because I feel like there's a lot of like internal politics that I'm not a fan of. It's a little catty there and yes. clicky. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that very much. But if you're into that sort of thing, sure. No, it's perfectly reasonable and normal for ones who have been ostracized or out on the outside to feel not at home in a community such as that. That makes perfect sense to me. <sighs> this is sort of a pet peeve of mine. I, you know, I was listening earlier, and I, I think the order system in our bardic world is just, um, you know... I I wasn't ostracized. I left, and I just think it's kind of yucky that you know the fact that I've decided to like not be part of an order because my order was garbage is also garbage. Yes, and I can understand the desire to go rogue and to be freewheeling, such as yourself, Genesis, and that's beautiful. But let me ask you: Can you fill a cup with water if you have no cup? Can you place water into a vessel which does not exist? Will it have form? Will it have shape? 
I'm hearing what you're saying, but okay. I think, you know, I don't need a cup. I can just enjoy the water. Right, you can just sort of stick your face under the waterfall of musical experience with no particular vessel to have an understanding and to, and to hold your wisdom. Is this what you think? I think that's funny for you to say in a world that is just so covered in saliva and spit, mm. like you've been talking about this whole show, which is accurate. The amount of spit that is just part of the orders and the, and the battle of the bars systems is very gross and I'm I didn't want to get riled up I wanted to keep it cool but I don't regret it Genesis what is your question even did you just call into this show to sort of explain that it's great that you went rogue and you went to go boom 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 bam 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 on your drums and be a free wheel and free spirit because no one's telling you you can't wow I'm feeling attacked right now and my feelings are hurt I feel sad, and I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna write a song about this, and everyone is gonna hear it because my ads are used by everyone, and they oh. get to enjoy them all the time. So, oh. wow. And I was gonna say before I got attacked that I really enjoy some of your songs, Kingston. And um, thank you. And I also really that song that you did about fields of wheat. It spoke to me in a way. It's one of my, my favorite songs. Oh, we know. That's solo. Incredible. Yes, we know, was, you know yeah. the one. I won't sing it note for note. That would be, yeah, that would be rude if you Unless did Unless you'd like me to, yeah. I have unfortunately had a lot of bad experience of, of people that I trusted singing my songs back to me. So sometimes I have a hard time with that. Uh, but yes. collaboration is important and, and beautiful, except for when it's more like song robbery being pointed back at you. Yeah, that's not really collaboration. No. Yeah. And that's a big reason why I left the order. Because my order was a very small order. The order of Garrett, the one bard. Garrett is a piece of uh, shit. And the fact that he's still in the orders, you know, like the guild of orders, is gross. Yeah. I, I don't really have a question. I just wanted to call in. Mm, well, yeah. Talk a bit about Garrett. I'm, I love I just, it. I wanted to drag Garrett. and I mean, Garrett's complicated. Yeah. And to be clear, is the only order that is a one-member order. But you could file a grievance with the headmeister of the Bardic community. That could be a start. That could be a start. Maybe you could turn. We could sing a song about it. You know. Huh? I think I I think I rejected the whole the Bard world just right. because I was hurt, and uh, that's not that's not growing and evolving. Being part of the community. That's no, not good. It's, no, it's being small, so small. And I'm not small, at least not musically. You physically small? I'm pretty average for a human. I'm, I am a human. But what? growing every day. Sure. Are well, you? I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I know I'm an adult, so like I'm as tall as I'm going to be, but you know, in my heart. But not, my heart's not growing. But your heart is, okay. My heart is not growing. That would be dangerous. Oh, yeah, you don't want that, typically. So, spiritually. Yeah. Anyone else you want to talk shit about while we're here? Any? Um. So either of y'all hate the same people? Probably. I never really thought about it. I just hated Garrett so much, but. Yeah, Garrett's bad. There's Lord Wenselaya. Do you know? Yeah. He was the tyrant king. He had me. I don't know if he ever commissioned you to do any songs. He said he was going to commission me to do several, and then I wrote them, and I never collected payment. So that guy kind of sucks. 
Yeah. All all of his checks bounce. Yeah. All of them. I tried to go to his castle once, couldn't find it. The GPS just led me to another oak tree. Called him straight to voicemail. I think he's like a con artist or something. Yeah. That's someone that needs to get... I think that's another problem. All of these people, all of these like royal families that are, are not paying the bards, they bring them there, you do your service, you sing your song, the enchantment works. Everybody has a great time. And you don't get your sack of gold at the end? You gotta get the loot. You gotta get the loot. So maybe we think about composing some kind of a gotcha song. Maybe we form an LLC, I'm not sure. Gotcha Enterprises, gotcha bards. I Hmm. will, we can workshop that. But it's just, I think there's money in it. I think there is. And potentially, you know, I I come from, you know, uh, musically maybe more synthetic and electronic Hmm. place. And there's a lot of bards out there that are still, you know, stuck in the acoustic vibe, but maybe we can kind of come together. I think collaboration, maybe I'm ready for collaboration. I don't know. I don't know if my regular sized heart is ready, but. Well, right. And the, the sort of digital and bleeping and blooping world of, of your purview is traditionally at odds with the sort of timeless and eternal qualities of, of loot and prose. But, you know, we can just sort of talk about it. Maybe there's just like some you know, like a fusion sort of situation. Yeah, and maybe your dusty, wooden, old-timey, okay, that's, ancient okay. yes, we music. Get it. No, I understand. Your feelings are very clear. Yeah, I think, you know, something fun could come. Of, you know, good music and other music coming together to make more music. Could be good. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. It's like, and it's maybe a little too rich for some, but for some it's their favorite. Yes. And to be clear, traditional barding is the peanut butter, wholesome, nourishing, full of protein. And what you do is this has its place, but needs the container of the lore and tradition, which, okay, you know what I mean. It's, yes, we're good. I'm, I'm understanding you. I am hearing you. And I'm, I'm trying to move past how I feel about it. Um, okay. So I have a very busy schedule, and I've really enjoyed parts yes, of our sure. conversation. Pan, you're the best. Um, what do you... Thanks. Uh, and me? <laughs> and, and Would I, you say that I'm... Just give me a, a qualitative, one through ten. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what, um, well, okay, viewer, our listener, I think that our time is... Well, okay, goodbye. I, uh, well, yeah, fair enough. Oh, okay. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Hmm. I was feeling like maybe a nine. I was going to get a nine. Hmm. Hard to say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wasn't wasn't sure it's where un- Genesis was coming from. It's unclear. I would have guessed lower than that if I was well, like a, okay. a betting person. Right. What do you have against synthesizers? Oh, I don't. It's not that I disdain them uniformly. It's just, you know... You can sort of push the button and then the song comes out and Barding is really concerned with a, a level of intuitive grace, nuance, and subtlety that you just can't get when you say, okay, 4-4 uh, four, four time, 120 BPMs machine, go. This is, I mean, frankly, even to make those sounds and to say those words felt crass. That's kind of a reductive view of synthesis, I have to say. 
Well, it's just, to me, it doesn't feel like it's vibing in the way that a soft troll might vibe with the natural world. It doesn't quite feel like it's connected to an earthly root, but I get it. Understandable. I get what you mean. Uh, let's talk to someone else, I guess. Okay. Another caller in right now. You're on. Hi, my name is Priscilla Forsyth. My pronouns are she, her. I am calling in to request a song on this radio station. What? I want to request a song for you guys to play on the radio. We don't do that here. It's a radio. When I listen to the radio, there's music on it, and I want to hear some music, so I'm requesting a song. Not all the time. But, but mo- There's commercials, too. Commercials, a lot of talking, particularly yeah, on so this show. Talking. Yeah. It's mostly what we do, actually. So you're telling me this is about bards and I'm not going to hear a song? Yeah. It is sort of paradoxical, but it does seem that way. I'm just a little confused. So you're saying if I wanted to hear a song, it couldn't be on this this radio station? No, or you'd have right to now. turn it to like the... like 1025 Hoppin FM. Yeah, for instance. 1026 Jumpin FM. Right, yeah. 1027... Leaping FM. Uh-huh. These yeah. are all stations. Yeah, you could tune into any one of those. I mean, those are all great stations I listen to all the time. I was just wondering, because it's my favorite station, I just want to hear a song. So, I guess... Uh, what songs did you want to hear, Caller? Well, you know what song I really like? It is called Denial is the Sweetest Rhyme. It's my favorite song, and I wanted to hear it. So, yeah. It's sort of bittersweet. It doesn't rhyme the whole time. It's great really withholding it is let's play that right now uh why not here i've got it queued up i walked up to the hotel desk i said i'd like a single room for a single guest it probably should have raised flags for me and they said are you paying with card or cash or human bones and i said what and they said ha 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 nothing just ignore that there's nothing. Just give us the money and we'll show you to your room and give you the Wi-Fi password. Uh, it really seemed like you asked if I wanted to pay using human bones and then you laughed to yourself. And I got kind of quiet and looked down at the kind of dingy carpet and they said, Sir... That's absolutely outrageous. We definitely don't accept bones as currency. We're just a simple mom and pop in. And we frankly think you're being kind of rude. And I felt so bad and gave them cash. Said, which one is my room? We definitely don't accept bones as currency. Definitely don't accept bones as currency. The small man smiled. Said you'll be in room 204. Up the stairs and to the right, past the 35th door. And I said, I'm sorry, did you say past the 35th door? And he said, yeah. 
did you want to complain a little more? And I said, wow, this concierge really gets me. He knows how to make me feel super guilty. So I took the key and took my bag. Took off his doorknob in my hand. But the door did not budge. And I thought, oh my god, I'm fucking trapped in here. And the man said, um, it's pull. What? You, you have, have to, to pull the door. Oh, not push. And I felt super embarrassed and left. All right, well, there's your song. Uh, hope you're happy. I am. I happy. am. I'm very happy. <laughs> that song ruled. That song, Kick-ass uh, song, yeah. I like that song a lot. All right, thanks, Pan. Uh, thanks, th- thanks, Kingston. I got, I'm, I'm real grateful, and I'm glad that you understood how good that song is. You know, Priscilla, got to do other stuff. So, bye. All right, have fun. I have expected her to be upset that I played a completely different song than the one she requested. She didn't seem to notice. Yeah, that's I the strangest I think she just was bored. All. She probably just wanted to hear any song. Yeah. It's a nice change of pace, you know? We don't like to play music on this show. Despite forces that I don't understand insisting that we do. We don't typically. I thought it was nice. A little toe-tapping song feels good every now and again. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. Fun little break for everybody. Well, let's get another caller in. Hopefully someone who understands sort of the premise of this radio show. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, next caller, you're on. Hey there, Pan. This is Scrapper Ham. Hi. Hello. So I got a problem on my hands there, Pan. Uh-huh. I've been listening to a lot of Jimmy Buffet, and I, I just can't get out of island time. In fact, I do not know what time it is presently. You sound disoriented. Is I've been calling every hour just trying to see who, who was on the station. And it, that went through trades. Feller didn't take kindly to my calls, my, my insistent calling. But I'm glad I finally got you. I need you to all help me here. How can we help you? When I just can't, I can't seem to stop drinking margarita mix. And, oh man, I just don't, I don't understand uh, what's going on. How can you make this music magic stop? So do you think that James Buffett's music has a sort of magical quality that makes you drink margarita mix? It's an established fact within the farting community and the margarita community. Oh. Is that a fact? It's unproven, but we kind of, you know. Why do I reverse it? I need to get off island time. I don't even know when I work today. Have you tried not listening? Just hitting the stop button. Here's the problem when I press the stop or the... What happened? when I hit the pause, and I just hear it in my, my skull rattling around. Mm. Got boat drain. <laughs> got Margaritaville. What um, other yeah. songs? Yeah, name the some Burger other ones. Song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Son of a Son of a Sailor. Is that a one? That's great. I've never heard well, it. Well, unfortunately, the hallmark of a dark enchantment is that they will tend to lodge themselves deep within your psyche, which is why you'll find that so many songs are just so catchy and you just can't really get it out. Yeah, like the song, He Went to Paris. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sure. Tin Cup Chalice. Okay, caller, I think that Free it's not... Fruit, okay, I think you're... Fruit. Caller, caller. 
Okay. Are you with me? Okay. Stop. I call her. I know this is difficult. Just maybe have you tried listening to an objectively very different genre or style of music? Sometimes we need to dislodge the work of an enchantment with a sort of counter charm, as it were. What's a good suggestion for that? I don't know what the opposite of James Buffett's music would be. Let's, well, I think some good mountain music could be a great antidote mm. to combat the sort of island vibes. Have you considered, you know, some sort of uh, like a bluegrass, a sort of a feel-good, folksy, kind of quickly moving, none of this sort of slow, lackadaisical, luxurious, watery... What I think about mm. that is they make me sick. The too many notes. Oh, the too many notes. You need less notes. Fewer notes. Got it. I got them bad hips. So if I if a song makes me want to slap my knees, you know it hurts. Sure. Well, you know sometimes you have to put coins in the jukebox to make it play, and it may just sort of be. This is a metaphor, of course. It may just sort okay. of be I, that I like, you might need to jukebox. torment yourself to a certain healthful extent in order you know an exorcism doesn't feel great when you're when you're dislodging something that is perched within your psyche there can be pain associated with you know getting that thing out of there i guess you know sometimes it doesn't hurt to feel like a cowboy in the jungle mm-hmm. wow. yeah, sometimes Another a little pain feels kind album, of good son of a sailor okay okay yeah well, if you listen to, like, have you ever heard of Sun O, and then there's, like, four... Mm-hmm. All of those, uh, yeah. ...and parentheses at the end? Oh, I thought they were frownies. I'm not... It could be. I think technically they're called frownies. I always said it as Sun O, mm. and you can't hear, but I'm frowning. Right. Yeah. Hard. Big frown. Yeah. Um, they only play, like, one note per song, and it's very non-island-themed. That could be great. And that yeah. one note shreds. Oh, yeah. It should eviscerate any curse or dark enchantment within your psyche. You just blast that thing right out. Give it a shot. Well, I guess I'll take that to heart and I'll, I'll give that a go after maybe listening to Last uh, Mango in Paris. Don't. You can't do it. Oh, Is yeah, that a I real can't. song? That's a real song wow. from the album. Uh, feeding Frenzy, wow. Jimmy Buffett Live. That okay, cool. great. While we're on the subject, are there any other songs, you know, that have somehow reached a degree of popularity that, you know, have these magical characteristics? Well, I think Last Mango in Paris, it sounds like. It's a very good song. Mm. I guess just by other artists, so I don't have to keep thinking of Mr. Buffett. Yeah, you're looking for other songs that have sort of uh, precipitated a low-grade enchantment upon the people, something of yeah, that nature. Yeah. Have you ever written anything like that? Well, I mean, I've written a great many, uh, I mean, countless songs that have echoed across this great land. Most of them have been for a small patronage, so probably nothing that you would have heard of unless huh. you were in specific courts on specific days. I see. You know the song Walking in Memphis by, um... That's Mark Cohn. Mark Cohn. I really don't, but I can envision doing that. It's an autobiographical song. Yeah, I feel like that puts, like, a, some sort of spell on me where it makes me angry, but also, like, oddly calm at the same time. Is that a magic that is possible? It's called Rage Calm. Rage calm. There are many sort of, uh, the layering of complex emotions is one of the manipulative arts of music. And I think feeling some of those things at the same time is, 
it could be the work of an enchantment. Hmm. Like, you know, sometimes you laugh so hard that you start to cry and then you become sad. Yeah. But you are laughing and you don't really... But then you become wet. That's the other one. Well... What? Because of the tears. Okay, well, sure. That's what I mean. The tears. Yeah, thank you. God. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, Scrapper? I also want to maybe do a little debunking while I'm here. A lot of people think that Adele Dazim uh, wrote the song Defying Gravity, but really it was Jimmy Buffett. Wait... Okay, first of all, you mean Aydna Menzel? Yeah, Del Dazeem. Jimmy Buffett wrote the song Defying Gravity. From the hit musical? Well, it was from the hit album Havana Daydreaming, first released in 1976. Are you sure it's the same song? Yep, yeah, because I live on a big round ball. I never do dream I may fall. Stop. One day Don't. If I do, we can't do this. Well, I'll jump up and smile back at you. We're going to get a copyright cease and desist or something. Maybe you just bleep it out. I don't know. Uh, we could change the words. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I'll rearrange them. Well, I got to go to work. Well, have fun listening to Sunno. Oh, thank you very much. I, I'll do that right away. All right. Well, thanks right. for calling. May, uh, may Christ bless you from his crystal tower higher in heaven. Uh, yeah, and same to you. Also with you. Huh. I thought he seemed nice. Yeah, you know what? Well-intentioned, dangerously chill. Unfortunately, this is one of the hex that James places upon us. I gotta imagine margarita mix isn't very good for you. Even without the alcohol added. No, yeah, you've gotta sort of cut it with something. You can't just do it straight. No. Terrible. How did James Buffett become such a powerful bard? Well, he did attend a 16-year academy, and he is a certified member of the nautical-themed chill bards who feel good. So I think that having a strict and devoted education and a rigorous training has served him well over these years. You know, maybe he was born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline, but I think these things can't be really articulated or known. Sure, yeah. I get that. I just think it's too much power for one man to wield. But he's, you know, it's harmless. And, you know, people work so much and they're so tired. I think it's sort of a nice hex to be placing upon the people, all things considered. Right, yeah, you cool them down. You remind them that it's five o'clock somewhere. And some sometimes it's five o'clock here, where you are. Twice a day. One of the five o'clocks, it's a great time to start drinking. Uh, the other one... I'm not so sure. Well, I think it depends on your lifestyle, what your job. For a bard, it's never a great time to start drinking. We have to keep our mental faculties clear so that we can access some of these higher realms. Huh. Yeah. It's sort of like a mental and um, it's like a hygiene thing. Sounds like a drag. Yeah, we don't get invited out a lot. We won't right. be attending a lot of parties, you know, that sort of thing. That's why it's sort of a reclusive and hermetic lifestyle. Bummer. Yeah. Anyways, let's let's get another caller in here. Uh, see if we can't, I don't know, learn more. Hopefully not about Jimmy Buffett, but... Yeah, I think we've learned everything that we can learn about him. Yeah, let's learn something else and teach something else, perhaps. Next caller... You're on. Hey, Pam. Hey, Pam. See her. And I guess. Hello. I hey. got a problem here, Pam. What's going on? I'm sure you know that my upcoming musical 
release from my animal school is having a lot of production issues. A lot of controversy. Ooh. What's going on? Well, I had all my students get transfigured into cats so they could be fully committed to playing the cats in Cats. Got it. It's important. And I guess I'm having some, some trouble with it. Because... Well, they ain't never been cats before. Oh, yes. First time as cats. Got it. Yeah, that's tricky. And then the community theater censorship commission slapped a big old fine on me because all the all the butthole content that we're including in the musical. Yeah, why would you do that? Well, cats have buttholes. Well, of course. It's a yeah. big part of their personality. They show them to you. You're sleeping. They got their butthole in your face. Disgusting. You got company over. You're trying to have a good time, and they're just flashing it around in their face. Okay. I like to not think about it personally. It's a big part of being a cat. And so are these first-year students uh, effectively reciting and memorizing lines? Yeah, what? but the choreography's clumsy as oh, hell. Oh, I see. They're unfamiliar. Yeah, because they're opossums and raccoons and such and rats. A lot of them are afraid of cats or want to eat cats. So they are cats or they are a sort of menagerie of different animals, Color. There are many animals. Oh. I teach all kinds of animals. I teach them to read and sing and talk and spell, except for cassowaries. They're violent. Transfiguration uh, is a, often a dangerous recipe and not usually advised within the community theater. There's just a lot of red tape. There's a lot of learning that goes involved. Uh, it can be a rather tricky needle to thread. What instrument you play? Oh, I play a great many. The lute, the lyre, the harp, the, the key. I don't tell you where to put your fingers on the goddamn lute strings. Now, do I, person? Well, well you could tell me, and then Why I would calmly... Why are you telling me how to run my... Theater full of animals and critters. My critter Collard, theater. It seems that you are seeking advice and counsel from a, a a leader in the profession. I was attempting to... Well, you're telling me just not to do it. That song's already sung. I got a fully incorporated theater with tons of fucking critters. Have you thought about pivoting your business model to some sort of a zoo situation? Uh... That's how all this started, thank you very much. I had a zoo where I put things that I captured trying to get into my bins, and then I started learning that imprisoning animals against their will was mean. And then I tried to make money off of it. Nobody wanted it, because turns out they bite. And then I said, what if I taught them how to stop biting? And then I said, if I could teach them how to stop biting, what else can I teach them how to do? And it's read, sing, spell, and talk. Wow. When you sum up the journey like that, it almost seems... Absurd. Well, when you started this little radio program, I'm sure everybody was saying it was stupid as hell. Did they? What? I wasn't there. I was five. They wouldn't say that. Well, they didn't know what radio was then. All they knew was that it was a, a voice coming from the sky telling them things, disembodied-like. And it worked Christ, so what could it be? Good point, I guess. Can we take a step back, Pam, and... Get back on, on terra firma and talk about what we can do for your play. How do I teach my critters how to be better cats? Oh, yeah. So you want the cats to be... You want to improve their kinesthetic abilities, their choreography, their ability to take direction. They're incredibly clumsy, which is not believable for cats. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you could take a page from the book of the Pied Piper, get yourself a flute. You might have to pay a consultant. You might have to take some lessons, but you could easily do some kinesthetic training and manipulation in order to enhance their choreographed abilities. That's an idea. 
But I don't play instruments. Mm. On account of, I like to watch music more than I like to play it. Mm. I was a roadie for a long time. And, you know, I cut my teeth on a little bit of the electric double guitar, but I don't do get fiddle no more. Caller, what if you really just sort of doubled down on the uh, lack of choreography of the cats? And then maybe it was just sort of a part of the show that it was delightfully unchoreographed. and people oh, just... so what you're saying is the world should open their hearts to the idea of cats that are not lively and graceful. I think people would like to see an animal in its natural state. Yeah, and there yeah. are clumsy cats out there. I've seen them. That's true. I've seen Some... Biscuit run into a cup of coffee and scald Uncle Jim's, you know, what? Jesus. See, I've never, and I, I would pay money to see that. Well, he did at the hospital. Yeah, got it. And with, you know, his, you know, what? God, stop. Don't, don't say anymore. I think letting the the various animals masquerading as cats be themselves would be a delight. All right, I'm going to embrace the naturalistic nature of my animals. <sighs> well, I got to go do a couple of energy paces. Okay. Oh, real quick, don't do, cut the butthole stuff, too. I didn't like when I heard about don't it. Don't cut the butthole stuff, it's that's weird. what I heard. What? No. Do All right, I won't cut it. Oh, my God. Okay, bye. All right, Pam out! Um, a lot of things I don't want to think about today. Sort of like a higher volume than ever. I don't know what's in the air, but whatever. We got to keep going. We're running out of time for today. Let's uh, get another caller real quick. Another caller, you're on. Hey, guys. It's it's me, Tanner, and I go by him. Hi, Tanner. What's going on, Tanner? Been a while. Oh, uh, my head's just killing me, Pan. I just don't understand why this world's got to be like this. You mean all the bad tragedies and sad things that happen every day? Have you been listening to the radio today? No. We've been on it. Yeah. I've been driving around in my Mitsubishi Spider, and it's just this, every station just wants to play this one song. It just keeps playing Lips of an Angel over and over, and I liked the song like 20 years ago or whatever, but I'm so sick of it now, man. I have not noticed that that's been happening. Have you thought about putting a CD in? I only got one CD. And is it Hinder? No, it's my mom's. Oh, okay. Your mom put out an album? No, it's a Jeff Dunham CD. Oh. Oh. Okay, that is worse. It's got a scratch in it, so it only plays one track. Huh. I don't want to hear that. Understandable. What do you suggest I do? I just... I just wish I didn't have to listen to the song ever again. Wait, Tanner. Oh, my God. Oh, that's weird. There's all this smoke in the car. Tanner. I'm going to hit somebody if I have all this smoke in my car. Pull over. How do you keep forgetting that you had wishes? Oh, shit. The genie's in my pocket. Tanner. You think they'll let me do a, a mulligan on that? On what? My last wish. Like Geralt of Rivia does. When I try to think of what your last wish was, I'm sort of like drawing a blank. I just wish for it. For what? To never hear that song again. What song? Uh, shoot, I guess it worked. I don't even know what it was called. Kingston, do you remember what he's talking about? No, I'm unfamiliar with this wish. Uh, anyway, while I'm here, so... It's blank, H, O, 
blank, blank, and it's not an L. This is for your wordle guess for today? Yeah, I've been doing that a lot lately. We're busy. Like three times a day. You can only do it once a day. I use three different accounts. It's always the same word. No, I always forget. I guess I gotta go. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, you know, don't do anything crazy, and I'll see you at the party later. I don't know what you're talking about. May Jamiroquai bless you. Jamiroquai's blessing to all. Goodbye. <sighs> that was weird. I don't know what happened. I remember him doing a wish. I remember something about a wish, and then I became very sleepy, and then I don't know. I started thinking about something else, and I sort of tuned back in later, and I can't really remember the sort of fuzzy middle section. Yeah. Hope it's not like his other wishes that had sort of like far-reaching and unpredictable impact on the world. Oh, was that his deal? That's what he does? Yeah, sometimes. Hmm. Always by accident. Well, if he means well. I don't even know that you could give him that much credit. Well, I can't stay mad at him, though. Okay, yeah, you shouldn't. You know what? It's not good to hold hate in your heart. Gotta let it out. Yeah, that's what Jamiroquai taught me. Well, something probably bad is gonna happen. Um, so we should try to wrap up the show uh, after one more call and sort of figure out this new world that we probably live in. What travesty awaits us? Yeah. That's yeah. how I live my life. I'm glad you're ready. Um, let's get this last caller in. Okay. Last caller, you're on. Hi, my name is Jeremy, and my pronouns are he and him. So I'm, I don't know how. Wait, exactly you sound familiar. I'm from the future. So I have this ocarina, right? And I have been uh, training to use it for a long time. And I've been using musical magic, and I finally cracked the code of time travel. So I came back here after uh, a lot of effort to get this ocarina to fucking work uh, because after Tanner made his wish, which none of us quite remember, right? Not at all. But no. whatever Tanner wished for absolutely fucked up town because the sleeping one woke up. And sleeping. whatever was keeping the sleeping one sleeping, it's not doing it anymore. I, it sounds That's... like Tanner already called, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just talked to him. Made some kind of wish. Um, nice yeah. guy. Yeah. Real nice guy. Okay. Caller, it sounds like you're saying but great evil has been unleashed, something to that effect is something what like I'm that? hearing. Yeah. It's, it's very, very bad. Everything is absolutely, it's like, uh, it's a pure chaos. The, the, the skies are black. Uh, there's just oh. red lightning. It's, it's absolutely bananas. It's, it's crazy town, USA. It is the absolute, I've lived in this town a while. Uh, my name is Jeremy. So, you know, that's kind of complicated. So there's a lot going on and this is top tier, very bad. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to use the ocarina again. I'm going to have to go back further in the past okay i have to i have to go huh okay well bye um thanks for calling good luck on your mission gotta go bye chronomancer interesting yeah did jeremy seem familiar that voice kind of rings a bell you know he was something Recently. The overtones of his voice definitely resonated something in me. It was a voice I'd heard before. Yeah. Huh. 
I don't know. Uh, but bad news. Hope that hope that he can go back in time and you know save us all, um, and hopefully not, you know, run into any sort of comical kind of tragedy. Right. That'd be good. World is already sort of, you know, it's hard out here. Don't really need any extra whatever they were, you know, alluding to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need that right now. I've got stuff to do. Well, guess that's it for calls. I think we've learned a lot today, though. I mean, chief among them is that there is a very real possibility that we're going to enter into a sort of um, apocalyptic hellscape in the near yeah. future. Which is good for my business. Okay. People people need story, people, and, you know, just to sort of bring things back to Barding. It's a beautiful time to bring song and narrative around the great tragedy. It's going to be terrible maybe to live through, but yeah. probably cool songs will come out of it. I guess there's that. Did we learn anything else? Yeah, I can't really remember learning anything that jumped out at me. It just sort of seemed like a lot of things that I was already familiar with. It, I guess I learned about um, the last last mango in Paris. Yeah, that's something. Um, honestly, I don't know. If you're particularly susceptible to those kinds of magics, you shouldn't listen to really any of, of Mr. Buffett's work. Yeah. I also learned that I think a lot of people like to call in without sort of really knowing what they want from your show. It's funny that you picked up on that. Yeah, so fuck them. <laughs> I mean, I can't say it, but... Well, I'm a bard. I have a, a great way with words and ability to say them. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, I think those are my big takeaways. Well, I think some quiet reflection and journaling will sort of crystallize and allow us to digest this experience. Uh, honestly, I don't think we have time for that. I need to maybe board up some windows, get to the store, buy some bottles of water. Oh, right, the calamity. Yeah, I should stock up on quills. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to need those. Well, yeah, you should do that. I should get food, water. Maybe we can share. You know, who knows? But Yeah, I'll bring parchments and quills. That's really sort of all I have going for me. But yeah, okay. you've got yeah, sort of something. Anything you can bring, we appreciate. Oh, okay, great. Whoever we is, don't worry about it. Um, well, thank worried. you so much for coming on. And I'll sort of see you in this Mad Max style horror world that I'm expecting. Okay, well, I'll be watching and uh, just sort of chronicling on the sidelines. And thank you for having me. It's been a wonderful experience. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, maybe if we don't all die, we can do it again someday. I would be honored, but I think there's a seems like a fairly high chance that we're all going to die. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Okay. We'll see. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you next week. Hey gang, this is Tanner, and you've just listened to another really sick and twisted episode of the comedy fiction podcast called Subtle Frequencies. I just wanted to remind you that, like, your likes, subscriptions, ratings, reviews, etc., we appreciate every single one, but we also need them to survive. We will die in one week's time, one by one. If you do not subscribe and like and rate and review this particular show. We would also like to thank 
our buddy Tiny Anthems for coming on to play the character of Kingston Pennyfetcher. And just don't forget to go to tinyanthems.com or to go on Spotify to listen to Amethyst in it. It's all really good content and it's going to make you, you know, really feel special. Uh, anyway, don't forget to go on subtlefrequencies.com or to go to at subtlefrequencies on the gram. And I'm going to go hit up that house party over out in the plains. If you guys want to come, you know my deeds. All right. Uh... Subtle Frequencies. Tabitha, you can't go under there. But I won't get my spoons back if I don't. There's other spoons in the world. I know what you did. And when I get all the evidence, I'm going to nail you to that legal wall. I don't know what you're talking about. You know Officer, what I'm you, talking about. How did you even... Are you some kind of cop? I'm a private detective. Oh, that's almost just look, as bad. Look at my trench coat. Look at my little tiny pistols. Oh, yeah. Looks like you got a little stain there on your, uh, your on trench my, coat. Oh, no. On my collar here? All right, Archie. Dig another grave. You got it, boss. <laughs> <laughs>